sit down. When you up here at North, we uh, do union workers, you know what I'm saying? Hang on. Go one job. Go one job, Kenny. Strap in. Strap in. Go one job. You're not doing a good job at your job, you know what I'm saying? You don't need your mama's permission. This, this is the Battle Your host. What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Bonnie Gotti. And I'm Ray Ray all day. What's up, Ray? What's up, man? I'm digging that cowboy hat. You liking that? You liking that? I'm loving that, man. You look like a like a blue cowboy with that t-shirt you got on. <laughs> yeah, man, I had to fix my headphones though, because my cowboy hat wouldn't fit over the headphones. So well, I had to do a little something. Explains a lot. You know, normally when you send over that emoji to me and Fritz, you got that blue cowboy with a cowboy hat on. I was getting that reflection off the top of his head. <laughs> I couldn't really see what I was doing up here. <laughs> yeah, Papa Smurf over here. I know every time I send that, I get the hands up emoji like what's yeah, a pop off smurf over here. <laughs> pop off smurf. <laughs> hands up, but yeah, what's up with a blue cowboy, bro? Hey, man, I didn't want to be, you know, didn't want to be white, brown, yellow, green, orange, Mr. so I picked blue, blue, huh? Yeah, I'm blue. You're supposed to be Mr. Optimistic, and your emojis, uh, Mr. Blue. Uh, the blue <laughs> cowboy. <laughs> 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 the old Eeyore over there with a cowboy there hat on. Hey, not everybody can pull it off, but you better redneck and nice. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> hey, I tell you one thing I did redneck and nice this week. It was that. This you uh, this humanitarian stuff you got going on ain't half bad because uh, I showed up to help you guys hang some wood and all I had to do is stand there and watch Ray work. It's awesome. Well, he runs like a, he's like a sprayed roach, man. He goes around so fast there you can't keep up with him. Hey Ray, what do you want me to do? I got it. I'm like, got the, it. I'm like the unskilled laborer. He's like, here, hold this board. I'm like, okay. Uh, hey man, you got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> yeah. And in your case, you like to do it all. That's it. It's about getting it done. It's about hey, getting man, it done. I'm a pro at the sawdust, man. I can <laughs> oh, clean yeah. up some of that stuff. Yeah, me He too. can brush that off like a pro. I'm a professional unskilled laborer. Bro. There you go. You're all good. Hey, we needed a manager. That's why we invited you. Is that right? You know me. I'm all about delegation of duty, baby. You know, the Hamitarian, he's That's in there. Hey, and he's I'm there not, for you. I want our listeners to know right now there was no damn hamburgers in a grill when I showed up. Either. Yeah, that's pretty disappointing. <laughs> you guys brought me over here on false pretenses. I got to say, though, Johnny can make an entrance, man. He was blowing the horn from a half a mile away. We could hear him coming down. That's it, exactly. I want to make sure the whole neighborhood was woke. In his little TARDIS. He, he, was, he was running late. He's running late. Here comes a blue tortoise around the it's corner. He's coming tortoise, out. Burp, burp, burp. A, you guys, it's a fusion, bro. Are you fusion. sure? Yeah. It looked like a tortoise. That's a fusion? Yeah, it's a fusion. Fusion. Mm. All right. I digress. A fusion. Yeah. Confusion, maybe, with you two guys. <laughs> Ablusion. Ablusion. Nice. Well, you know, today I was running a little bit late because I had to run over to the guy that's helping me with my... Oh, here we go. Here yeah. we go. No, 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 no humanitarian. No You're still humanitarian. mowing the gal's lawn, you know, over there? We're, uh, we're, we're building my daughter's truck for... Oh, got, really? Oh, yeah. I got her a nice little uh, 2002 Chevy S10 ZR2 for all my rednecks out there. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, you lost me, brother. Oh, lost yeah. Me. It's getting a lift kit, getting some 33s on it. It's going to be nice. Well, what do you want to lift it for? 33, man. That's uneven. Yeah. yeah every every redneck's lifted, Mitch. Charles Jesus died at 33. <laughs> is that what it is? Uh, <laughs> Donnie. Hey, what I did tell you, Fritz, is that we're driving off last the other day, right? Uh, was it yesterday, as a matter of fact? It's yesterday, yeah, boy, yeah. It seems like well, a week it ago, yesterday. But I'm driving off and I'm talking to him on the phone. He goes, yeah, I forgot to tell you something. I said, what? What? He goes, uh, uh, I also helped an old lady change her tire out at the gas station. Before I came over. I'm like, bro, shut up. Hey, you know, I got to do it, though, because Johnny, Johnny's always like, man, you and your humanitarian, humanitarian, humanitarian. Oh, man. So he was talking about it. And I said, well, you know what, Johnny? Let me throw a little something else at you. Ha-ha. I helped change an old lady's tire today. Yeah. Ha-ha. 
Yeah. It makes me sick. Yeah. He threw up and then hung up on me. Yeah, pretty much. I stopped our, our conversation real quick. <laughs> Don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so today, Johnny. I got something for you, Ray. What you? Yeah. yeah. Ray, Pat me feel, on the back. You feel better about yourself, Ray. You feel better. I feel great. <laughs> Quick, get the camera flits. He's he's got the fish lips going and everything. Come on, on come on. Yeah, they are kind of perched. There, <laughs> yeah. Aren't they? Here we go. We send you the Ray Ray postcard. Yeah. <laughs> Time to redneck and nice. That's it, brother. So today, man, it's great to be in here. It is, man. It is. It's a lot quieter in here. It's a lot smoother yeah. in here, brother. You notice I didn't say smooth. I said smooth <laughs> in here in the. What I, what I like to call, we, we've been talking about the Lion's Den. We're talking about the War Room. And I think we're going to go with the Lion's Den because there's three lions up in this place, boys. Hey, man, so thanks to, to the here. Redneck Dawn Patrol, man. We got it. <laughs> this place is... Uh, it's, it's humming in here. Good. It's tight. Lion. Nice. It's he said lion. She catch that? Oh, I tell you he what. I'm, just, I'm not just a lion. <laughs> yeah, you're just a lion. You're, just, you're not just a lion or just any lion. You're the lion. He's right? the lion. <laughs> so this week, man... What are we talking about, Johnny? Well, I think I wanted to, we were talking the other day, you know, as we were doing a, our last podcast and a few other podcasts, we've, we've, we've had a couple things that have come up and I thought, you know what? I think we need to kind of put some of this, these, um, I don't know, these false perceptions, these ideas, or maybe this, you know, perception that maybe we're putting out as Christians to the world, because I think there's a lot of people out there that look at Christians a little sideways. Right. Get a little bad taste. It's bad taste in their mouth from something they've heard or experiences they've had? Well, I, I think that, you know, whether we like it or not, we get stereotyped and we get stereotyped. And a lot of times, to be honest with you, it's our fault. Yeah. Because, you know, one of the things we talk about on the show that kind of gets on my last nerve that I can't stand is plastic. And we have a, an issue sometimes in the church and people that go to church that want to act plastic and pretend like they got everything put together. Yeah, that, and then uh, they want to take it out into the public, into the world, and then basically ask, act like they're better than anybody else. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've met so many people that aren't Christians that don't like Christians because they say, well, you guys are all judgmental. You look down on people. You judge people. You're always pointing your finger at them. You're snubbing your nose at them. And quite honestly, to some degree, they're, they're kind of right. And it's, it's sad because I think what we do a lot of times is we focus on what we don't uh, agree on rather than focusing on the things that we do agree on. Right. And, I, and, you know, I was thinking about it and on my way here, actually, I'm in traffic. I'm coming out of Winter Garden, heading over here to Claremont and I'm watching this guy come up behind me and he's three lane traffic. This guy dips into a right turn lane, blows by three cars to cut in front of somebody. So as I end up, of course, it's traffic. So I end up catching up to him and seeing him. Big old church bumper sticker on his car. And at first, I, at first I, I thought, there you go. That's how you represent. But you know what? I can't judge that guy. I have no idea what he's going through or what's happening in his life right now. He could have got a call from his wife saying, baby, get here now. Something's going on. Well, take it a step further. Why judge the guy? Because we are that guy. Bingo. We are that guy. I mean, we've all cut people off in traffic. We've all been out there speeding. We've all done illegal lane changes and everything else. I mean, none of us are better than the other. Exactly. And whether you got a church bumper sticker on your car or, or you got a satanic sticker on the back of your car, you know, wrong is wrong. Exactly. And so, you know, I think what happens though is, is that 
what's what amazes me a lot of times i think about this because i'm a deep thinker but you know you'll you'll get so many people that don't believe in christianity right they say they don't believe in god they don't believe in christianity but yet they hold christians to such a high standard right and you go well if you don't believe in it why do you hold these standards it's because christians go out there and profess to be a higher standard right right when we know that when you look in the word and as Christians, the number one thing we need to understand is that we're sinners saved by grace. Amen. Which means ultimately what? That we're not perfect. And we're no better than anybody else. Exactly. I mean, we, we lose sight of that when we get to a point when I was just telling Fritz before we started the show, it's real. it would be really easy for me to look at Fritz and hate his sin, right? Right. But what's, what's hard is when you look at yourself and hate your own sin, you know, that's what the word tells us we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be fixated and focusing on the sin in our own lives. That's why what Jesus, Jesus was talking about, you know, taking a plank out of your eye before you take, you know, you point out the dust in your brother's eye, you know, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but you, you want to sit there and, and point out the dust in your brother's eye and you got a plank sticking out of yours. Right. And the whole point of that is, is fix yourself. Exactly. You know, if we came at people the way that we're supposed to with love and acceptance. Now, here's the thing. The world has done a very good job of taking this this word acceptance and twisted it, right? Right. We've turned it into, if, if I accept you as a person, that means I have to accept your behavior. Right. No. It doesn't mean that at all. It means in spite of what we do, just like when God looks at us, in spite of what we do, he still loves us. Right. As, as, for, as believers, right? And as jacked up as I am, as many times as I sin, as many times as I screw up or I say I something I shouldn't or do something I shouldn't or whatever, you know, God loves me in spite of me, right? And God calls us to do two things. When Jesus, before he left this world, he, he asked for the two greatest commandments. He said, and I paraphrase again, but basically love God and love people. Right. Yep, that's it. And that's the key element. We're not loving people. We're fixating and hating on their sins and their imperfections. Right. You're comparing. Yeah. You're trying to compare. And that's that's not what we're here to do. We're not here to compare. We're here to love. Well, you said something earlier too that it goes from loving to judging. You're right. And that's that is so detrimental to somebody coming to Christ. And not only that, it's worse amongst the Christian community. Oh in we, my opinion. Oh yeah, we beat each other oh, up. Oh my to death. God. We shoot our wounded. Oh. Oh, there's the old joke, you know, we're the only army that shoots the wounded. Yeah. I mean well, you know, it comes down to, it's like making yourself feel better about you. Well, I'm not as messed up as Ray. Or I'm not oh, messed yeah. up as John. I mean, I don't do what he does, you know, you know, and then, you know, we've mentioned this on the show too. It's, we use these church and ease that we got going on out there where we'll say, well, you know, I mean, you better pray for Ray because he's really having problems. Better pray for Fritz or John because he's really struggling, which is basically code for. Gossip. We, we don't gossip. We share. Yeah. You know, and that's. I'd like to share with it's, you it's something detrimental. about Johnny. Yeah, I want to share. He's going through a difficult time. Don't tell anybody I told you this, yeah. but we need to pray for him. Well, these are the, some of the things that we have to look internal and look at, okay, what are the things that we're doing as Christians and representations of, of what we're trying to say our faith is, right? One of the things we talked about before that, and, and I don't want to beat it up, but it's so true, is we get into this good thing. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like like, you know, we're trying to be good, you know, and don't get me wrong. We should strive to be like Christ. Right. Right. But in the same token, we don't, we can't afford to be fake about it. Say it, Johnny. You Maybe. know, we can't be fake about it. You're not fooling anybody because Christ knows your heart. He knows exactly what it is. So it doesn't matter how clean and pristine you come across to other people. Christ knows your heart, period. 
So why even bother putting out that fake persona when it's not doing you any good? Well, because the reality of it, Ray, is it's not about Christ for that person. It's about them. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're it's right. about, I don't want to look bad in front of this person. You know, I want everybody to think I got the perfect life, the perfect wife, the perfect kids, the perfect job, the perfect home. It's called Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> or, or as we like to call it, fake book, right? Fake. Now, don't, we don't want to hand out Facebook because we do have a Facebook page, but but the problem is, is that there's a lot of fake going on there. You know, there's a lot of, we joke around about the selfie and things like that, but there's a lot of fakeness going on. You can put out a perception of a certain life or a lifestyle that you pro- a lot of people really don't have. It's, it's not real. Right. Nope. Um, especially when you know people. That's it. Exactly. You know? And I think one of the biggest thing is, is a lot of these people, they, they get caught up and they get a, a hankering for these people who call themselves Christians who are not living a Christian life whatsoever. Cause it's not about works. It's not about what you do. Mm-hmm. It's about your heart. It truly is about your heart. And like you said earlier, it's not that you have to know or accept the way somebody's living to love them. You can love right. them in spite of them, just like Christ loves us in spite of us. He sees no levels of sin. I think one of the greatest examples of that is how many times do you see a child whose parent is abusive and still loves their parent. Yeah. You know, I mean, they love him in spite of whatever. How many times you meet somebody who has a, a wife that has a husband that's an alcoholic and he's brought torment and, 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 you know, struggle and, you know, dysfunction to the home. She still loves him. Right. In spite of what he's doing and in spite of, you know, who he is at um, and, you know, we sit there and we want to fixate on the sin. Like we want to pick and choose who, who's sinning less than somebody else or what sin's permissible or what's okay, what's not. Well, I got news for people. I mean, God hates all sin. God hates sin, not people. Right. And that's where they get it twisted. That's where we get things twisted. <laughs> well, yeah. They think, well, if I sin, then he hates me. No, God doesn't hate you because you're sinning. He hates the sin. And the reason he hates the sin is because the sin is what separates you from him. Right. It's kind of like, think about it. If, you know, you got a kid and uh, you've raised him your whole life. You've got this great relationship. And all of a sudden, one day, your son or daughter gets addicted to drugs. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're out in the streets. They're doing their thing. And they've, you know, they've kind of disappeared from the home. And there's dysfunction and there's all kinds of things going on. And you see this person deteriorating before your very eyes. And as a father or as a mother, it just breaks your heart because you love your child, right? But you know that the thing that is keeping you from being together is the drugs or the alcohol, right? Well, you hate the drugs and the alcohol, but you still love your child. Right. And that's, that's the thing here. You know, we have to hate the sin and love the sinner or the person that's caught up in the sin or the person that's prisoner to that sin. You know, it blows my mind, Ray, is when I hear people say things like, well, he's falling away, he's backslidden. Let me tell you something. I know for a fact, even through personal experience, that some of the darkest times in my life were the, some of the most intimate times I ever had with God. Right. Those were the moments that I drew closer to God. The sad reality of it is, is a lot of us, when things are going well, we're the furthest away from God than we've ever been. Exactly. Because we don't, we don't need him. You know, we, you know, he, you know, we'll put him on the shelf and 
When things go bad or things go wrong, we'll pull them out and say, oh, okay, I need you now. But I'm good right now. When things are good, I got this. Don't worry about it. I got it. We're all good. Paul says we should count it all joy in our in our low suffering, in yeah. our low time. Because right. in our weakness, he is strong. He's made perfect. Because your dependency is fully on him, which people don't realize when you put your dependency fully on somebody else or something else, it takes that pressure and that weight off of you. And that's why God said, you know, I will bear the heavy burden. I want your yoke to be light. I'll take the heavy yoke. Yeah, take up my yoke. You know, because God doesn't want us to be, you know, succumb to that or being imprisoned by that or being bound by those things that are going to drag us down or, or, or separate us from him. I mean, think about it. When you're doing stuff you shouldn't be doing, what's the first thing you do? Try to hide it. You try to hide it and you try to hide. Right. And who do you hide from a lot of times? People you love the most. That's it. Because you don't want people seeing you going through or doing things you shouldn't be doing, right? Exactly. So, you know, I think that what we need to understand is, is that anybody can call themselves anything they want. I've said this on a, on a podcast before when we were talking about, you know, a friend of mine talking about racism and Christians and things like that. But there are a lot, we can take it to a whole other direction in multiple different directions. You can call yourself whatever you want, but if it doesn't align with what God says or what God's definition of what Christianity or a Christ follower is, you're not a Christian. And we can sit here and make excuses and point fingers all we want. And I told a friend of mine this the other day, I said, there's a lot of people sitting in seats in church that are going to hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. And I mean, that may piss some people off or hurt somebody's feelings with me saying that, but it's the truth. Because they're showing up and they're punching a clock, checking boxes, doing it to make the wife happy, or just doing it so they can look good in front of other people, or just trying to do it as a get out of jail free card with with God. And at the end of the day, there's no relationship. Yeah. Well, nowadays in the church, a lot of times that's exactly what they're being taught. Show up. Like you said, if you go to church uh, once a week, you tithe, you're a regular member. Well, it's once a month. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. once a month. If you tithe, you go to once a month and you serve or whatever. You're you're called an active member. Yeah, a lot of the church, a lot of churches. Yeah, a lot of the churches are telling you check, check that box, check this box, check, get in a growth group, get in a you know check, 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 and they think they they honestly think that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Well, the biggest mistake I think we've ever made as Christians is naming a place a church. Hmm. Because. The body of Christ is the church. Right. And we are the body. And so therefore we are the church. So when you look at somebody and say, I want to invite you to my church, the church is standing right in front of them. Take him to church. You're right there. You are the church. When we started calling buildings churches, that's when things get, 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 a, little, get a little skeptical, get a little going down the other way. I mean, there's a place to worship. It's a great place to worship, to come together with fellow believers. And there's a, you know, a, a, Great necessity and need for that in our faith, absolutely. But when we started doing this whole come to my church, you know, how many denominations do we have in America today or in the world, let alone? Yeah, I think there's, uh, we just wrote a movie or read a movie or watched a movie about that. And there was like a hundred different denominations. That's divided. So where we have a hundred different denominations that all say that they read the same book and worship the same God. Hmm. Do we see a problem with that? And then we wonder why the world looks at us cross-eyed and goes, you're a Christian? What, why, you know, this is confusing to me. You tell me that I, you know, to love Christ, to love God and live this life and give your life to him and all these different things. Well, where do I go? I mean, am I, uh, 
a Catholic, a Methodist, a Baptist, a Presbyterian, you know, a Pentecostal. I mean, what, where do I go? You know, what do I do? And, you know, it's, it's like we have so many different options because that's what America is all about. It's about options, right? All these different options. I mean, from the outside looking in, I mean, it's very confusing. I think one of the biggest problems is that we are, we are told as Christians to live in the world, not of the world. And I think a lot of us are getting that mixed up. We are living in and of the world. Well, the church is supposed to infiltrate the world, not the world infiltrate the church. Right. And the American church right now, that's the issue. The world is infiltrating the church. We're trying to compete with the world. You're trying to, I think a lot of them are trying to be accepted by the world. And that's not what's supposed to happen. We're not supposed to be accepted. We are supposed to be different. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to stand out. That's, that's what we are supposed to do. Everything's got to be PC, man. Yeah. yeah. Got to be PC. Well, and you know what it is? The other part of it in our country today, everything's about branding. Yeah. It's all about yeah. brands, man. Business. You know, you know, it's all about a brand. And I think one of the really, one of the biggest aspects is, and you touched on it earlier, is that people believe that if they don't agree with us, then we hate them. Yeah, or they have yeah. to hate us. Right. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. We are to live in the world, which means you and I can have a complete disagreement on something and still show respect and love for that other person. I think the greatest example of that is the family dynamic. I mean, how many, you know, I've got, my father had seven sons. He's been married three times. I've got stepbrothers, stepsisters, half-brothers, half-sisters, and ain't none of us the same. And we don't all live the same life. We don't have the same lifestyle. We don't all have the same beliefs. But guess what we all do? We all love each other. Right. You know, I mean, and I, and I think God, you know, for me as a believer, I mean, I think God uses that as a tool to teach us what love looks like from the Father. I mean, because by using the family dynamic, I mean, in, in the word, it talks about what father, if his son asked him for a fish, would give him a snake. Even the pagans know how to love. That's what it says in the, in the word. Now, of course, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, you know, we know what love is. We know how to treat people and how to love people. And we don't have to agree with their lifestyle to love them. Matter, matter of fact, imagine if Jesus had that attitude. Yeah, that'd be bad. Jenny, I know what love is. <laughs> yeah, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I may not be a smart man, Jenny, but I know what love is. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. I had to throw that in there. Yeah, one of your redneckanisms. <laughs> so as, as Christians, what do we need to focus on? And, and what I'm throwing out there to all the, non, the non-Christians that are listening to this, we need to focus on expressing that love and that care to these non-Christians. We need to plant that seed. We need to not be judgmental, not be nasty people, not be checking boxes, really openly I open-hearted. I think a step further, in, in my opinion. I could be wrong because get 50 cents in that bag of chips. I mean, <laughs> but I think we just need to treat all people. Let's forget about non-Christians, Christians, uh, you know, ethnicities, social status, backgrounds, all this other crap that we want to focus in on. Let's just treat people with love and respect. And, you know, the other thing is, is we're not here to convert people. Okay. We're not here out here trying to force an agenda. You know, love is something that comes free. It doesn't cost anything. It's free. 
Now, it may cost the person that gives it, it costs them everything. We saw that through Christ. We right. see that through God being put on the cross for us. But, you know, when we go out there into the world, we should just love and respect people because they're people. They're all God's children. I mean, we, you know, but love, let's talk about love real quick because there's different ways to show love. And it's not all just hugs and kisses, you know, discipline is a part of love. Right. Truth is a part of love. Um, conviction is a part of love. Being direct and honest is a part of love, you know, and, 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 and being able to look your brother in the eye and just be straight with them, not sugarcoat it, not play games, not tiptoe around them. You know, we got this perception and the world looks at Christians. We're either judgmental, we're weak, or we're just a bunch of hypocrites. And the reality of it is the latter of the three is the truth, yeah. not all of them, because we all live a life of hypocrisy because we all strive to be perfect and all of us fail miserably. Exactly. I, mean, <laughs> yep. I mean, our measuring stick is Jesus and Jesus is perfect. And so, but here's the thing. If we all had the mindset of, hey, you know what, man, I'm failing miserably and I'm doing everything I can. You know what? Maybe I should show this brother or this sister that's struggling the kind of love and mercy and grace that I would want somebody to show me because even though I'm, you know, not perfect and I'm screwing up, I'm trying. Exactly. And it doesn't make me a lesser person or make me less valuable than the other person. I said, I just think that that's the issue. I think that we, we get so caught up on the trying to convert people and trying to, you know, you know, win their souls for Christ. You know, we plant the seed and God waters it. And, and, you know, and it's all planted in, in love. If we, if we go out and treat people right and do the right thing and walk things out the right way, people are going to look at you anyway and go, there's something different about that dude. Amen. You know, what's up with that guy, Ray? They're going to ask that question. Dude, that guy, Ray, Ray, all day is over here changing tires and cutting up wood, <laughs> you know, mowing lawns and everything else. I mean, well, why is this guy doing this? And people say, well, you know, I mean, Ray, Ray's a Christian and he believes in, 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 in loving people and helping people. He's, he believes in doing his humanitarian acts because he wants to bring God glory and he wants to show God's love to people. That's it. Exactly. And I want to make sure that, you know, people don't get it twisted. I'm not out there doing it for me. I know we, we joke and we like to have a good time and we like to, you know, the fish lips and the duck lips and the this and the selfies and all that. But I am 100% not doing it for me. I am just constantly looking to see where can I show God? Where can I show God's faith, God's love, God's, you know, whatever it is, just his presence. And what would I want somebody else to do for me if I was in that situation? That, that's all it is. It's not about me. It's not about Ray Ray all day. It's just about showing God's love. And that's the way I do it best is my actions. Well, I mean, think about it. When you leave the house in the morning, you want to bring honor and glory to the people that live in it. You know, and for us, you know, the one that rules over our house is God. God's our father. We want to bring honor and glory to our dad. Right. By the way that we walk things out and the way we treat people. Now, we're not perfect. You listen to this podcast, you know that. I mean, we... We're just like average, average everyday Joes, but just regular dudes. We struggle like everybody else. We just happen to love Jesus Christ and want to be the hands and feet of Christ and want to show Jesus's love to the world. The, the whole point of this podcast is, is love. I mean, and some dudes are going to be out there going, oh man, what's you going off with this love thing? Man? Oh, it's, but it is, that's what it is. It's, it's love because there's a need out there for men and God put that love on our hearts for other men to help them be the best version of themselves that they can be for themselves, their families, their children, the community, their church, 
their workplace, whatever it may be. And that's something that's a burning that God put inside of the three men in this room to try to, what can we do to make an impact on this world and bring glory to the Father doing it? Yeah. And like you said, it's, love isn't all about being intimate. It's not, a lot of people get it twisted. Oh, they're love, love. That means they want to hug and they want to give each other kisses. They want, no, 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 it's none of that crap. It is about showing respect. It is about helping others. It is about doing what you know is right, whether it's inconvenient to you or convenient to you at the time. That's showing love. Telling somebody the hard truth. Telling somebody that they're screwing up. Telling somebody that, look, I'm telling you this because I love you and I don't want to see you go down this road. And if you don't do that, you're not showing love. Well, that, yeah, it's not love. That's You're not a friend. You're not a brother. I don't want a brother or a friend like that. Yeah, my friend. If you know that I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing and you're going to be like a little bobblehead in my life, just shaking yes. Oh, yeah, John. Go. I don't need guys like that around me, man. Those, that, those people are weak. I need strong men that are going to look me in the face and tell me the truth. Right. And like we said, and we're not perfect. We, we repeat that over and over and over. And a couple podcasts ago, I told you a story where I was a bobblehead way back before Christianity, before, and I thought about it. I said something in that podcast. I said, before I knew it was the, before I knew it was right, before I knew what I should have told him, that was a bunch of crap. It really was. Cause when I think back on it, I knew what was right and I knew what was wrong and I was still just being a damn bobblehead. And it, it, it sucks to have to tell you guys that, but it's the truth. Yes. The truth. Guess what? I got news for you. We already knew that. (laughs) 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 You know why we knew that? Because we've been there, done that, you know, and I'm sure Fritz can attest to that too. I mean, we, 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 that's just it, man. We can be real with each other because at the end of the day, we've been as stupid as the next guy sitting next to us. I mean, that's just how it really is. Exactly. And I want to make sure that all the guys out there know that if you're struggling with something, if you, if you just want a second opinion, you just want to know what we think about it, which like John said earlier, 50 cent, 50 cent, and that'll get you a bag of chips. Hit us up. Hit us up on our Facebook page, The Battle Podcast. Email us at thebattlepodcast at gmail.com. Share us. Share us with your friends. We're on several platforms now. We're, we're even on iHeartRadio now. Yeah, baby. They're finally showing us some love. Get that hot, baby. Yeah. Yeah, assumed it'd be uh, Amazon and um, Audible. Oh, cool. Very cool. All these different platforms. That's what we're we're just trying to get out to as many guys as we can. And and the other thing is, is that, look, (laughs) this is not a Christian podcast. This just happens to be a man's podcast that's being led by three Christian men. Guys that have been there and did that. I mean, we're not here to shove anything down anybody's throat. But I think it's important that we address the elephant in the room. I mean, there's you know, there's things that come up and questions that get asked about, you know, what is a, what is a real Christian or what are, what are Christians? And when you hear things that are heartbreaking, like, you know, we hear things like judgmental and hypocritical and selfish and all about money and, you know, you know, trying to make themselves look good or, you know, I mean, weak and all these different terminologies that people use. And you step back and go, wait a second, where, where the hell do they come up with this? Right. But, you know, we got to take a step back and ask some tough questions. And, and answer them and be honest. And the reason they come up with this is because that because of Christians behaving badly. Right. I mean, misrepresenting Christ. I mean, listen, Christianity is not something you put on a pair of sneakers or a t-shirt. You know, it's not a brand, not a bumper sticker. Yeah. It's a lifestyle and it's, it, it's a faith that you have to follow. You know, there's a story that you, 
that uh, I always share with you, Ray, and you really enjoy it. <laughs> so I want to kind of share it with our <laughs> listeners because I think this is, this is a very powerful story because it really impacted me enough to where I've told it about a hundred times at the men's group and, and with other guys that I talked to. Uh, there was this gentleman that came and spoke. I was actually at a um, flag football tournament here in Orlando, Florida at the time. I was actually living in Pensacola. Wait, 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 wait. You were in a flag football yeah, tournament? That's right. Play quarterback, too. Just what? Get it. Get that's because you, you didn't have to run. John Montana. I don't want to get John on. Montana. <laughs> you know, you know, sometimes you got to let it go, let it rip. Johnny Hamtana. Hamtana. No, you go to John Montana, you don't go to your boy, your, your Patriots boy? No, I'm just keeping on the reel. That's what they call me, John Montana. Oh. I can't make up. They didn't call me John uh, Brady. They call me John Montana. <laughs> John Brady. <laughs> <laughs> he was hamtastic. Hamtastic. Yeah. You guys will get on my feet. <laughs> but we went to this, we went to this youth conference and they had a flag football tournament and they had a speaker coming and this gentleman, I can't even remember his name, but I remember the story and it impacted me so deeply because the guy had told the story about how he grew up in a bad environment. He was caught up in gangs and drugs and, and violence and all these different things. And he ended up going to prison. And while he was in prison, you know, he met a gentleman in prison that introduced him to the Bible, introduced him to the word of God. And, and, uh, put a vested interest and, and, you know, taught him and spent time with him. And, and the guy ultimately decided to become a Christian. Well, uh, you know, obviously word got out to his buddies that are out and about. They heard about what was going on because people are going in and out. Those, those circle of folks tend to, you know, kind of be retreads in the, in the uh, federal uh, prison systems, you know? And uh, he's talking about how he finally got out. The day he got out, they gave him a bus ticket. And this this what this other thing blew my mind. They give him bus ticket and send him right back to the neighborhood that uh they picked him up in, which makes no sense to me anyway. But then we wonder why things are broken. But he went back to the same neighborhood and he was just kicking around and he went over to a buddy's house of his he used to hang out with just to see what guys are up to. And he was actually carrying his Bible because he had his duffel bag and his Bible. And he walks in and he's down in this basement and they're all talking, you know, they're smoking and joking and doing drinking and things like that. And, and while he's in the middle of having this conversation, one of the guys, uh, buddies comes running down the stairs and says, man, they just smoked such and such. We got to, we got to go you know, retaliate. And he's standing there looking at everybody. And he said, before you could think about anything, he heard somebody, you know, cock a, a, a double barrel shotgun. He just heard, Ch -ch -ch. and then he looked up and a guy had tossed it to him. And before he knew it, he reached up and he grabbed it. And he caught it out of midair and he's standing there and he's looking at this, this gun and he's thinking, and he looked at his buddy and he says, man, I can't do this anymore. And he handed him the, 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 uh, the shotgun and his buddy said, what are you talking about, man? They just shot such as, yeah, I, I ain't about that anymore. He says, yeah, I know. I know you ain't about that. I heard what's going on with you. Heard you pick that Bible up over there, you know? And the guy says, yeah. He says, yeah, you know that, you know what your problem is, bro? He says, what's that? He says, problem is you're weak. That Bible ain't nothing but a crutch. You're weak. He says, oh, I'm weak, huh? He said, all right. So he took his Bible and he threw it on the ground. He looked at his friend. He says, if I'm so damn weak, you pick it up. Mm. And his friend looked at him and said, huh? He says, yeah. If I'm so weak, you pick it up. He said, because that's the hardest and the heaviest thing I've ever picked up in my life. Because so if you think I'm weak because I picked up that Bible, you show me how damn strong you are. You reach down and you pick it up. His friend just shook his head and he's like, yeah, you man, you forget you, man. He just left. And I thought to myself, there's a lot of people in this world that look at our faith and look at us as Christians. And they think, man, you're weak. And let me tell you something. 
You're so damn strong. Once you pick it up, Mm -hmm. because it's the only thing in life that tells you that you have to put everything and everyone in front of you. You're not first. You're last. You're supposed to love your enemies and pray for them. (laughs) Somebody asks you for food. You're supposed to feed them. They ask you for shelter. You're supposed to house them. If they ask you for clothes, you're supposed to clothe them. And so you're supposed to put everything and every, everybody else in front of you. And, and in the words of the, the, the word, it says you're to die unto yourself. And we live in a culture today where everything's about you. And the reality of it is, is that when you pick up that book, it ain't about you anymore. It's about him. And there's a lot of people walking around calling themselves Christians. Like they're a bumper sticker or a t-shirt or wearing a pair of sneakers like a Nike symbol on the side of them. Christianity is not a brand. It's a lifestyle. And I just want to say on, on behalf of Christians, if you're listening to this podcast and the perception that you've gotten from Christians is the ones that we described here tonight, I just want you to know that I, from the bottom of my heart, I'm sorry. On behalf of the men that I know, we're sorry. Because that is not at all what a Christian is. God calls us to love, not to judge, not to condemn, not to hate, not to persecute. You know, not to uh, be in a position where we think we're better than anybody else. We're all sinners saved by grace. And it is heartbreaking, heartbreaking when I look over and I see somebody who wears that badge of Christianity and is a total opposite of that, misrepresenting us. Men, if you're a Christian and you're listening to this podcast right now and the hairs in your arm aren't standing up on the back of your neck, you are not woke. You are dead asleep right now and you need to get woke. There's a world out there that desperately needs us. And we need to get up, stand up, and man up. Quit making excuses. Quit pointing fingers. And allow God to move in the lives of the people he puts in front of of us. To remove ourselves from the equations. And to do what we know to be right. In spite of what we want. Or what we think we deserve. Because when you do that, my friends. Well, that's where the rubber meets the road.